Penn State football had their first transfer of the season, and wouldn't you know it, it was on a day I was going to talk about the transfer portal anyway. Today on the BWI Daily Edition, we're talking about the transfer portal, the good, the bad, what it can do for you, and what it takes from you. Some real-life instances of that today affecting the Penn State football program. I'm Thomas Frank Carr, your host. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, I think it was last week, coming out of the Michigan game, saying that the receiver depth that had been tested by some injuries and Jahan Dotson going out and maybe some ineffective play from young guys who were forced into the lineup, all that might happen at safety in the future because of the event that happened today. Before we get into the show and talk about uh, Tyler Rudolph, what James Franklin said about the transfer portal this week and all of that stuff, I need to let you know this show is sponsored by Manscaped. Promo code 20PSU that you see at the bottom of the screen. If you're listening... It's 20PSU. You want to use that promo code. It's the holidays, right? So Black Friday coming up this week. It pair great with a $1 promo where you can sign up for on three for just a dollar. And you get 25% off at manscaped.com right now. Make sure you use the promo code 20PSU. They've got uh, just launched for the holiday season, the Ultra Premium Body Wash and 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner. Time to give yourself or someone who needs it in your life the gift of beautiful skin, hair, and I'm looking at you, staring right down the barrel. Balls. Promo code 20PSU for 25% off and free shipping. So let's talk about the transfer portal. This has been a topic of conversation over the last couple of weeks when it comes to uh, how James Franklin has approached the portal and his opinions on it, really without actually having him speak in depth about that. So that's where we're going to start today. Uh, a bit of a lengthy answer from Franklin, but I think it's worth hearing the whole thing of what he says about the transfer portal, ideally how he'd like to use it, and then the problems with that particular plan. Three scholarships for transfers on defense and three for offense, you know, or maybe five this year, or maybe eight one year, or whatever it may be. The other hard part is we're recruiting at a really high level right now. So it's hard to turn down a really, really good high school player, which is how I would prefer to build and recruit anyway, when I don't really know what's necessarily out there in the portal or who's going to. So it's hard to turn down something now who's a really good player waiting on a possibility of something later. Um, I've also tried to remind our staff um, that we got to make sure that we continue to be thorough. We're so thorough um, recruiting high school uh, student athletes. I don't see people being thorough um, at the college level. There's, there's, guys, there's guys transferring to other schools from our place that no one's ever called about. I, I don't know how you can do that. You, know? um, you have no idea what was going on at the previous institution. Um, so we've done a really good job of that. You know, we've, we've talked to coaches at the previous schools. We've talked to high school coaches. We've talked to the kids. We've talked to the parents. We got the transcripts. We do all these things. And some of these kids, I mean, literally, you, you hear they've hit the transfer portal, and in a day and a half, they're already committed to another school. I don't know how that happens if you're, if you're not talking ahead of time. Um, and we've seen that literally time and time again, which is illegal. Um, so for us, you know, we, we may be a little bit slower in the process because we're going to be thorough. Um, but I want to approach the transfer portal very similar to how we, you know, approach the, the high school prospects 
and make sure we have all the information so that the young man and his family and so we can make an educated decision to find the right fit. And I think because we hit on such a high percentage last year in the transfer portal, I don't want our staff to let their guard down and feel like like it's going to be that easy uh, moving forward uh, because I don't I don't think it is. But to answer your question specifically, Nate, I'd love to be able to hold a few every single year, but it's just hard to tell. It's it's hard to tell what you're going to have, um, you know, especially this year with with the COVID numbers. Imagine that our own Nate Bauer asking a really insightful, interesting question. So that establishes a lot of baselines for the transfer portal, which we've talked about here, but James Franklin confirms how he feels about it. First off, he doesn't like the transfer portal. He'd rather recruit, develop, educate, graduate, send guys to the NFL, the traditional way. But he has to use it as a necessary evil in these situations because of the situation he finds himself in right now with Tyler Rudolph, who has uh, entered his name into the transfer portal. And when it comes to these specific situations, let's look at Tyler Rudolph himself, a former four-star safety redshirt sophomore right now, will be a redshirt junior next year. He's not a bad football player. Uh, it's not like he's, to me, we don't really know a whole lot about what Tyler Rudolph is on the outside. I'm sure they have a better view of what he is on the inside, but he was a guy that James Franklin mentioned and some of the other guys in the program, including his position coach, Anthony Poindexter mentioned in training camp as the light really came on for him. Uh, the problem is his particular position, the way he plays his body type, uh, his skills made him the backup to Jaquan Brisker which is not a great place to be if you want to see the football field. And that's been, you're never surprised why these things happen. And take a look at the, the what happened this season in, for, in terms of snaps at the position over the course of the year. Jaquan Brisker, 706 snaps to lead the team. Other than when he was injured early in the season, he had to come on and off the field a bunch. He's been on the field the entire time. Jair Brown, obviously the next as one of the starters. Sutherland has played linebacker. He's played safety. He's the third in the rotation. Keaton Ellis, uh, though injured early in the football season, has come in to be that really third safety, the guy who is on the football field spelling mostly Jair Brown. And the problem is at the bottom of the, the roster here when we look at the final two. Freshman Jalen Reed has more snaps now, under 100, sure, but more snaps than Tyler Rudolph, who hasn't seen any since week four at Villanova. So to Rudolph's perspective, he's been passed on the depth chart by a freshman, which is I think that's fair. That's true. You've seen Jalen Reed in specific third down packages this year. So not only is he seeing the field and spot duty, he's got a role on the defense as a linebacker sort of uh, in third and long situations, jack of all trades that can play at multiple levels of the defense. So that's a unique role that he has because of his physical skill set, what he was uh, as a player in high school that has translated to college as far as a guy just as a nose for the ball, moves really well in space. Tyler Rudolph is much more of a linear, traditional safety. And like I showed you, those snaps are eaten up by the starters. So the way it breaks down, I don't think is necessarily indicative of his path forward at the university, but it is his perception. And with the transfer portal, that becomes the way out. That becomes the, okay, I don't think I'm going to play here, but... I, I'm going to play somewhere, so I'm going to transfer out. And there may be other things that we don't see and we don't know about that are going on behind the scenes with Tyler Rudolph. Uh, I, would, I would be hard-pressed to say that after three years, 
He would say it's not a fit culturally. That usually you transfer pretty early in that situation. So uh, whatever the reason may be, he's leaving the program. And this is really the crux of it. As James Franklin has said, he wants to bring in guys and recruits. He doesn't want to bring in as many transfers because the vetting process is different at the college football level, and it's free agency. Some schools don't have any scruples whatsoever, and James Franklin is very uh, careful and selective about the players he brings into the football program as recruits. He talked about the amount of work they do on the players, the amount of interviewing. They've only ever brought in guys that they are familiar with their head coaches, they've recruited previously, or they have some sort of familiar relationship with. So they're not going into the transfer portal looking for a gun for hire. That should inform your decision about who you're paying attention to in the transfer portal when it comes to possible quarterbacks this offseason. So that's going to be part of the story is do James Franklin or Mike Yersich or Tyler Bowen have some sort of relationship with a player? That's the first thread to pull on when it comes to that particular position. Here's the other half of this. Let's take a look at our uh, players that are playing so far this year. Jaquan Brisker leaving for the NFL draft Almost for sure. It would be a bad decision of his to come back if he had any other availability, which I, I don't know if he does at this point. Jonathan Sutherland, a senior, should be moving on from the program. Keaton Ellis, I believe he is a redshirt junior at this point. And Jair Brown also has the option to move on. This tells me two things that, that Tyler Rudolph is transferring. One, um, Jair Brown is coming back. The decision to me, seems pretty clear that Tig Brown is coming back for another season because here's how here's what's left of scholarship safeties with a notable profile. You have uh, Rudolph as a former four-star uh, safety. Then you have Enzo Jennings, a four-star who is a freshman. Jalen Reed, a four-star who is a freshman. But of guys who have played, Keaton Ellis, Jalen Reed, Jair Brown. Tyler Rudolph would be in the four deep coming back realistically if he comes if he were to take his name out, be like, ah, my bad guys, I forgot. Just kidding. Um, but if Jair Brown were to leave, he'd be in the three deep immediately. He would be a player who has playing time in 2022. So it tells me that that Jair Brown is coming back and he's gonna be a starter and the focal point. And Tyler Rudolph doesn't feel like he is gonna have any chance to to play realistically next season. And that's not true. That's just not true. Penn State wants to play four safeties. You saw in the number of, of snaps down to Keaton Ellis, ideally they want a rotation of two deep at that position. And if you're Tyler Rudolph, you feel like you're going to be beaten out by Enzo Jennings or uh, somebody else below you on the depth chart. This is what the transfer portal does exactly. It steals your veteran depth. And Rudolph still, I believe, next year would have the opportunity to compete for a starting position based on his skills that I talked about earlier. He's a traditional over-top-of-the-box safety, a boundary safety that can run and hit, and those were the what I saw of him on film. Now, if, if that hasn't developed and, and those things aren't uh, coming true in his play and he wants to move on and he wants to play somewhere else and he wants to be featured in a defense, okay, but... His best possible path to the field, from what I can see on paper, is to play at Penn State. He can absolutely... Keaton Ellis has been injured quite a bit. And this is another dangerous situation that the transfer portal has brought about, is James Franklin wants to bring in recruits. 
but he has a real need now for a fourth safety next year. And it means that there's no room for error. One of these young guys has to pan out. Jalen Reed, who we've seen for 62 snaps, he's at now looking at the depth chart. He's locked into playing next year. Now that's good for him. And that's, you know, if Penn State is uh, playing him this year, it's a good indication, like Curtis Jacobs last year, he's got that in him, which, okay. But if any of those guys get hurt, you have very thin depth there, which means Penn State has to now take a look at the transfer portal and see if they bring in a veteran safety. Because the transfer portal makes you play guys before you would. Outside of those, there's a couple of safeties, and I'm not trying to disrespect anyone on the depth chart, but these are the notable guys with recruiting profiles that have come into the program. Penn State has four right now in the class of 2022. Christian Driver, Makai Flowers, KJ Winston, and Tyrese Mills, a JUCO transfer from Lackawanna Community College. So you hope that that safety pipeline from Lackawanna produces another player that can play next year. Not a guarantee. Not all the Lackawanna guys, Anthony Wigan, saw the field this year in, in the flu game. So it's not a guarantee that when you come from Lackawanna Community College, you're going to be a star at Penn State. There, there have been as many misses as hits so far. And while I think K.J. Winston and Christian Driver are super mature players who have great profiles to be contributors as heady players at some point, now we're having the conversation of do one of them have to compete for, for snaps next year? There's no, there's no buffer. There's no, okay, well, maybe this will work out where Tyler Rudolph gets another year. He has a role. He plays a part of the defense. All of that is gone because of the transfer portal. And James Franklin has to make these decisions in real time. It's actually pretty good for Penn State that, that uh, Rudolph decided to transfer now so they can make those decisions and they have that scholarship number starting to come into picture. And this talks about the class of 2022 as well. So all of this bleeds in together. It's so many plates in the air all at the same time. Penn State's trying to get one of their bigger classes. According to On3, I have the number here. The number of players in the class, I believe, is 25. They have 25 hard commits in the class of 2022, and they want to get one or two more. Now you have this scholarship that Tyler Rudolph has given up by going to the transfer portal. So what do you do with that? The, the other end of the transfer portal, as Penn State has pointed out, is... We're going to do the same work on those players that we do for commits. And other schools are not going to do that. So we're going to get to that late. They've got to make decisions. So it's always going to defer in the early signing period to commits for Penn State. So James Franklin has to balance that. And we've seen they've shifted towards having select number of, uh, of, tra of transfer scholarships available. Then what if there isn't a guy? Because, again, Penn State's going to be selective. What if there isn't a safety that you like based on uh, all the factors that are involved in? We have to know him. He has to be a fit culturally. He has to have the right positional skills in order to fill the role that's necessary. Uh, we'll get to one other area as far as what I think might be the possibility of, of what they can do at that position to fill up the numbers and it's not as good as it used to be I think for Penn State at this point first off though if you're liking the video you're enjoying our conversation about the transfer portal make sure you hit subscribe on the video so that we can keep growing the channel and we can keep telling people about the transfer portal and giving them the good stuff the information about 
uh, Penn State football. And here's the thing. Nothing is ever the same. It's either growing or it's shrinking. And we need to make sure we keep growing this particular YouTube channel and podcast. So you liking and sharing and subscribing, that's how that helps. And it's free to you. It's the holiday season. We're giving you on three for just $1. Sign up in the YouTube video. But the thing I got to tell you about right now is Manscaped. Um, this is one of those situations where you look at my face. If you're watching on YouTube, you've seen my face. That should be a general idea of, you know, this beard, that's what you're dealing with. So for male grooming, it's really important to have quality tools to get through all of that. And with the Lawnmower 4.0, it's the first time I've ever had any sort of uh, tool. And you always want to use the right tool for the right job. There hasn't been one for male grooming. Now with the Lawnmower 4.0, it is precision engineered with its skin-safe technology to reduce nicks and cuts on your twigs and berries, on your holly and your reef. It's, it's the perfect tool for the perfect job. And that has been my experience so far. The holiday season I told you about, I'm excited in the mail for me right now, is the body wash and the two-in-one conditioner. I'm going to try those out, and I'm going to show you when I get them. Manscaped is premium quality materials. That's a, my other favorite thing is I like fancy things. I don't go to the future house of plastic garbage and buy things. That's not what I do. I don't buy anything until I buy something nice because I want to have something. I don't want to just throw it away later when I get tired of it. Manscaped is quality engineered stuff. It's quality male grooming and male uh, health care kits. And it always looks swanky. It always looks so nice. Uh, so if you want it, 25% off through Black Friday. So if you're listening to this video on Wednesday when it came out, you have until Friday for 25% off. You can still use our promo code 20PSU that you see at the bottom of the screen uh, for free shipping and 25% off at manscaped.com. That's 25% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use promo code 20PSU. Clean your nuts and make Santa proud this year for the holidays. They also make great gifts. I, I'm, I actually fun story got an extra one by accident in the mail somebody in my immediate uh, vicinity of friends and family is getting a free lawnmower 4.0 so that's a good deal for them okay so the last part of this situation for Penn State and the safety position is is there a corner that they can move over to help fill the gap for the safety position Keaton Ellis has done it they've done it previously with other players and the problem is I don't see a guy on the roster that has those particular skills um, Keaton Ellis was a good tackler a physical football player and a good athlete the safety position at Penn State in general that's what they're looking for from their uh, their field safety which is part free safety part slot corner the way that they play and mix and match with the talent they've had this year is most of them can play anywhere with Jaquan Brisker. You might not have that talent going forward, so who's the guy that can fill an immediate role? And the cornerback position, first off, Jair Brown is that field safety for the most part. I don't see him sliding over into Brisker's position, although I could be wrong. Uh, so if you look at the cornerbacks, the only guy that really sticks out to me is a guy that they could move would be Jeffrey Davis Jr., who I know is a good athlete, but there's so little knowledge about him when it comes to his tackling ability. He was he was mostly a receiver in high school. So it's not like there are great options so far for Penn State football when it comes to safeties or corners to move into this to fill out that depth chart because right now they've got three guys they can count on next season. So then that becomes 
you now have to look at a safety in the transfer portal. So if you're following along at home, that means they're going to need at least a quarterback in the transfer portal and a safety. So if Penn State, who has a big class this year, has a limited number of scholarships, they have must-gets now. So what happens if somebody gets hurt? How do you improve your offense? How do you find an Arnold Ebikidi or Derek Tangelo? Because that's another position, defensive tackle, defensive end. Not a lot of veteran depth there. The transfer portal makes you young, and if you don't use it, to get those veteran players to come in and be spot starters, you're left at the mercy of inconsistency. And if there's one thing I've seen from Penn State so far, they're pretty inconsistent at some pretty key positions because of what the transfer portal has done. That's the, that's the whole problem James Franklin has to solve, is how do you ensure the future of your program by getting as many good athletes in uh, traditional recruiting still being that program but also knowing you're going to need to find starters in the transfer portal. And when these issues crop up, if they don't have enough scholarships left, they can't address them. So again, I don't have an answer for him, but I didn't get a new contract this year uh, to fix all these problems. Those aren't my problems. I just get to point them out. I just think now that they need to go after a safety in the transfer portal, which changes a lot from what I was thinking before. That'll do it for the BWI Daily Edition. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. Practice coming up tonight for Penn State football. Nate Bauer and I will be giving you a recap of that this week. Stay tuned for that and our bowl special coming up this week. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. We'll talk to you then.